Did you know that God declares that each of your family members is His artwork? That's right, Dad. Ephesians 2.10 says, For you are God's artwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works that He has prepared in advance for you to do. That means everyone in your family is God's precious, purposeful design. And yet, oh my goodness, sibling squabbles, personality clashes, character issues, parenting mistakes, sometimes family life is uh, colorful. Well, over here at the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, we have created a new, occasional, ongoing series called Uniquely United. In Uniquely United, we look at the individual personalities in your home and how to help them to mesh and blend and shine together as a family. Even with your parent imperfections and our one-of-a-kind differences and with all of those designed-by-God personalities. Every family is God's masterpiece in the making and we can all become Uniquely United. Well, Valerie, on our first episode of the Uniquely United series, we talked about the importance of helping our children understand the differences of personalities within our home and just that they're going to encounter out in life uh, and that it's important for our kids to learn to be a blessing, even if they aren't the same as someone else. And so teaching them how to mesh and that really begins in our homes. Then we also got into this idea, which is some of us move fast or some of us think fast, process fast, respond fast. Some of us are slower. And, you know, something I wish we would have emphasized more is the benefits of a fast and the benefits of a slow and how when you have both, then you end up with so much better of a product or uh, event or anything. Because obviously, one-sided way of doing anything is going to be less well-rounded, right? you know, less you're thorough. Mi- yeah, you're missing some of the values that the and, and the strengths that someone not like you can bring to the table. And, and I think well-rounded is a, a perfect description. You're right. Now, we did talk about how fast they get things done. They they jump in and they move quickly. And, and They're not afraid to tackle new things. Right. Yeah. But we also discussed how a slow is not being lazy. They are processing and thinking about all kinds of different angles. And the strength that that brings to any scenario can really be valuable as well. We did mention that. Today, as we get into this next one, which is task versus people, the concept is that everyone is either primarily more task-oriented or primarily more people-oriented. So being with people lights them up and fills them up while the task person maybe is drained by too much time with people. Right. And then a task person is energized by accomplishing, is energized by checking things off that list and people time is draining to them. And then whereas that much task focus can be draining for a people person. Just that alone can be really helpful to us to start looking at the dynamic in our home and identifying, hey, maybe they just are really depleted because Saturday is all about tasks and they really want some family fun and bonding time. Right. That's, (laughs) that's, I've been thinking going into this that we get to talk about our family and what that looks like in our home. 
our poor kids, they, we, Valerie and I are both task oriented primarily. Now, I have some people uh, side of me as well, some emotional center in me, and that's really another, a different way of thinking of the same thing. But we are, are both largely task driven people, and we have plenty of our kids who are people people. And so it's, you know, we have had to learn over the years. You really have, Valerie, have been a, a good student of our kids to see, wow, they need us, the parents, to give them some fun and not task. And they need us to to make time, carve out time for just going and relating as a family and doing family things as as people time together. I would say that I learned that too late, though, for some of the older kids, that they spent too many years with two parents who were all about task. So any family free time we had would be spent working on projects. Like we we really scraped together some cash and got um, a rental property, like like literally we spent $17,000 on this rental property. It was many years ago. Sure. But that meant a ton of work for us as a family to get it. I mean, it was a really small house, but to get it to a good place to rent it. So that would be one example of how we would just spend our time on tasks. Now, it was family time. We had a a specific purpose of doing that as a family. So there was some people time elements to it. But you're right. The people time was really focused on accomplishing and well, not just on on having fun and, and growing relationships specifically. If we would have done those tasks and then finished up with some let's all go to pizza or finished it with a celebration of look at this hard work that we did today. Or if we would have taken some breaks during our working time there to kind of replenish the spirits of the ones who were not task oriented, right? that would have been so helpful. Yeah. Just taking some time, taking a break among the tasks Longer, if you're a task oriented person, this break would feel longer than you want it to be, but it's necessary. But if we have just stopped and taken some breaks just to, to love on each other and to, to have some fun and just set the tasks all aside and just goof off a little bit, that would have (laughs) been, that would have, that would have filled some of them up more than, than what we were doing. Yeah. This makes me think of in our pastime, if Rich and I want to relax with a TV show, we watch this show about old chateaus and British people who are fixing them up. And it's so funny because they'll work for about an hour and then they'll be like, oh, we must have tea. (laughs) (laughs) This one, this one British couple, they were interviewing someone to help them be a maid when, because it was an Airbnb. And the first question the maid asked was, and this was, mind you, she was only going to work on Saturdays for four hours. And her very first question was, when will lunch break be? And how long will lunch break be? And will you be providing my lunch and tea time? <laughs> yes, yes. Just a different so, mindset. And yeah, and I got to say, uh, you know, we, you and I sometimes are a little guilty of going too far the other way. Not a little. We're very okay. guilty of that. It's not good. And so we have really made it a point with our younger kids 
to focus on building those family times and fun times, uh, which is really, if, if you go back and listen to, we have an episode called Spontaneous Friday and Sketchy Saturday. So you should go back and listen to that. We'll put a link in the show notes. That is one example of us intentionally learning how to make time for just fun and unpredictable. So Rich is a, a task slow. And I'm a task fast. <laughs> Which really, and a task slow, That uh, to me, mentally, that just sounds like a contradiction. I, well, <laughs> it also sounds offensive. You know, I'm, yes. I, we, we should come up with better terms than these, but it doesn't mean that you are being lazy or that you are just going at a slow pace. It means that you are paying attention to all the details. It does. Which is so important. Right. That is important sometimes. I have worked with others in the family who I have found it a little frustrating because they are on task and they are getting the work done, but oh, they're going so fast and being a little bit sloppy and not detail, uh, not attention to detail. And it's, I have had to learn as a slow, as a high detail that, you know, that's okay. If I'm honest with myself, later we come back a few days later and we step back and we look at the whole thing from a distance. It looks just fine. It comes out just fine. It's okay. So I can be okay. I have learned that I can be okay not having to pay attention to the most minute detail so specifically. And so I can I can be a little quicker in that way. I would say that you lean towards perfection. Yes. And so you've had to learn that less than perfection is still good. And less than perfection may be the right thing to do in order to not sacrifice relationship as well. Yeah. Now, I will say, I want to pause here because there's a thought I had before when when Valerie was talking about how we used to be uh, so task-oriented and our, our family time was was all task-oriented. We would do some vacations and things like that a, a little bit as we had the the finances to do that. But we realized later that those are great, fun, family bonding times and wonderful memories, but you can't just do people time on those grander scales. You have to mix it in every day. Yeah. And we don't want to today make it sound like task is bad and people is good because you can be too far the other direction too, which all of this is really about balance. You can say kind of shaving off the edges and making all the different personality types a little less extreme, more palatable, more able to mesh. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. We speak from great experience as task-oriented people. We cannot speak very firsthand knowledgeably about ourselves as people, people, but we've observed a lot of people, people. So my parents were both people, people. (laughs) What, what would you say then would be characteristics of people parents? For one thing, it is very stressful for a task child to grow up with people parents. And you're speaking very firsthand knowledge there. <laughs> Partly people people <laughs> tend to be more um, spontaneous and a task person often likes structure. And so that is stressful to not know what's coming next and to not know where to find things or people who are less focused on task are okay with more chaos and just more unpredictability 
those elements can be a little unsafe feeling. For tasks, specifically for the more task-oriented children. Yeah. And it's really interesting in that whether you are a people parent or a task parent, whichever you are, you need to learn to be, you need to focus on being the elements of the other one. So whenever, you know, as, as someone who has a parenting podcast or speaks to parenting groups, I always have to realize that when I'm speaking to an issue, there are two very opposite kinds of parents listening to me. And one parent needs to be doing kind of the exact opposite of what the other parent needs to be doing. Well, the task parent needs to focus a little less on, on just accomplishing. And the people parent needs to focus a little more on accomplishing. Well, and and we come at that example as task people, but also the task parent needs to be focused on uh, a little more on uh, relating and fun and pouring into relationships intentionally. And the people parent perhaps needs to find some balance and not just only be about fun and good times and uh, all about the emotional side of things. So let's talk about the kids that are people kids and the kids that are task kids and how to work with them. So what does the task kid need from us? I think task kids all sometimes are are also very naturally perfectionists. And so they're, they can be pretty hard on themselves. They can be, um, demanding and exacting of, of others they're trying to work with siblings. And so that can be a source of tension and conflict among siblings. Now you might be able to speak to a people parent relating to a task child. Uh, Well, you know, what's in my mind right now is, Our two oldest boys. Okay, we have four girls and three boys. The three boys are in the middle of two bookends of girls. So our two oldest boys were exact opposite personalities. And the oldest, Nathan, he was all about let's have fun. And Josh was all about order. So it would be so funny how um, in sharing a room, how crazy they would drive each other in a lot of ways. I mean, they were super close all along and are still super close as adults. But it's just really funny at times to see how, you know, Josh, he he wouldn't want to go to bed unless he had vacuumed and everything was in his place. And Nathan had no value in things being in their place. And it would annoy him that Josh was, you know, so organized and, and vice versa. So, yeah, when you when you've got kids like that and they're sharing a room, you've got some difficult things to help them to tackle. Mm-hmm. Well, what we're going to do next time is we're going to take the task people and the fast slow, and we're going to look at the four quadrants of these types of personalities. Right, how they overlap one another and really create four broader categories of these combinations. So we're going to look at this from the parent perspective and say, okay, if I'm this combination, then I should increase these characteristics. And uh, here's what I need to work on 
in how I treat others. Like this might be my value and someone else's family, that another family member's value is the opposite. And how are we going to handle that? We're going to look at in our kids, what is the greatest quality in that personality type and what is their greatest value and what, how do they feel about rules? Like what is their paradigm about rules and how does that impact how they follow the family rules? We're going to look at how do we as parents earn their respect? We can obviously expect that our children will respect us and follow the family rules, but there's also maintaining the right to influence, as we've talked about many times on here, and how we maintain that right with different personality types, it it varies. And so we're going to look at that. We will look at the fears. You know, fears motivate a lot of bad behavior in us. So if we can look at the fears of the different personalities and then what makes that personality angry, what makes them hurt, what character qualities do we need to focus on them improving? What do they want to win at when they're that personality type? And what are their greatest needs? And what do they really enjoy in life? Uh, so these are some of the things and, you know, what are motivators to certain ones? What are cautions we need to be aware of? So we have a lot we want to look at in each one of these. So we're excited to bring that to you next time we work on the series Uniquely United, where all of our individual family members are an important part of what makes the masterpiece of our family. And it is beneficial. It is good. But we do want to put all of it in the Lord's hands. And as individuals, we want to allow the Holy Spirit to mold our character and to really shape that unique personality that each of us have been given. So until next time. I'm praying for you, Mom. No matter what season of motherhood you're in, God has a purpose for your steps, and He's walking right beside you. When you weep, He weeps with you. And when you're anxious, He wants to be your comfort and your peace. And then, when your journey begins to reveal the redemption and victory that He was working on for you all along, God is going to be rejoicing with you on that day, too. It's been an honor to spend time with you today. If this podcast has been a blessing, share it with a friend, leave a review, and head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email that contains that week's podcast episode, blog post, and show notes. Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in my Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week. Mm-hmm.